What's up everyone, you're now listening to The Mill Myths, also known as The Millennial Misfits Podcast. Let's get it started. Alright, what's up guys? We're here on another episode of The Millennial Misfits, and as always, my name is Sherison. My name is Asher. And today we have a guest, uh, her name is Celine McDonald. How are you doing today? You did it! You said my name. I know, it's so, so weird. <laughs> Asher, you heard it first. I did, I did. Awesome. So to everyone listening, Celine McDonald is uh, or was my high school English teacher. And so I'm very, very used to calling her Miss McDonald. uh, So much so that it just I can't get out of my head. It just feels weird. I feel like I'm maybe it's like a cultural thing. I feel like I'm disrespecting you by calling you Celine, but it is what it is. Now we're friends. So I get it. I get it. I uh, when I first started teaching at Turner, because, you know, that's, you know, my former high school as well. Um, I ended up being obviously in a department with a lot of my former teachers. So I would recall them Mr. and Mrs. Because it, again, it's a cultural thing as well. It's a respect thing. Right. It, and it took some time. They wouldn't respond to me calling them Mr. and Mrs. They said, no, we're no longer teacher student. We're colleague and friend. So you can call me by my, it's hard. It's hard. It is. I get it. Yeah. 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 And, and I love that you opened right with that. That was kind of something on the back of my mind. I was hoping I was remembering right. But yeah, it is yep. true. So you went to Turner Fenton. Yep. And then you graduated, went, got your, you know, got your career settled. And then you started teaching at Turner Fenton as well. That's, that's right. Yeah. How, how was that going back? Like, was it like, this is weird? Or was it kind of like, all right, now I can, like, I run the hallways now? Uh, it was, it was actually, it, uh, lessened a lot of the, uh, anxiety of being a teacher because being a teacher is hard and, um, it felt awesome going back to a place where I loved, I loved high school and back to a department with people that I had worked with and that I also loved. Right. So it really made the transition quite easy for me to be honest. And, and it was my first placement is my first place that I've taught. And I don't see myself leaving that school. So it's crazy. It, it was weird at first, though, it did feel weird, because I'd walk by, I'm like, Oh, that was my grade 12, you know, locker. And, you know, this is where our gym class was. It felt weird at first, but it's, it's totally normal now. I mean, it's been 18 years. So yeah, have you have you had experience teaching other um, grades, meaning like maybe middle school or elementary, or it's just been high school? Only been high school. I um, I did one of my placements at a middle school, and it was a, a seven eight teacher. And I remember doing that placement and thinking, "Oh, this is awesome. This is where I want to be." But then I did my next placement in high school, and I'm like, "Nope, nope. High school is the place. Yes, yeah. it's, it's where I need to be." Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I never really wanted to teach little kids you know I wanted the older kids I was pretty young still too so I'm like I feel like I can um kind of interact with them a lot better so yeah no always high school nine to twelve that's it Mm -hmm. that's fair usually everyone that I ask uh I have a couple like my cousins who wanted to go into teaching and stuff they're always like go for the kids what do you mean like I don't want to deal with like prepubescent teens and stuff like that like they're you know they're just always moody and you're gonna have to deal with their attitude and I was like that's so that's why it's like it's different it's a different perspective it is and and i and i always say like teaching high school every time i mention that to somebody and they're like oh that's got to be tough i'm like no high school's the best the kids the kids keep you young they keep you like up to date with all the like new trends and stuff and uh they're the best when it comes to like teaching because you can totally make fun of yourself and they'll laugh and then you laugh and now you've got this connection right whereas a lot of younger kids they just don't get it 
and I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to, it sounds really bad because I'm a mom of three, but I don't want to have to deal with a bunch of young kids during the day. Like I, I want to have that. I want to have like a deeper connection with my students and you can't have that with small children. So yeah, yeah that's can you guys hear my cat? I'm sorry. He's like wandering around my legs crying. He wants me to like pick him up and pet him. So sorry. That's okay. Yeah. I, I also find it's a thing where like maybe with the younger kids, they don't have that confidence that the high school kids have. So maybe they may not be as willing to be open with you, even though they want to be because sure. they're afraid maybe you will get the students to think this about me or whatever and stuff. So you're kind of mostly talking to yourself for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? And I had so many teachers in high school that I really respected. And you know what? The ones that I loved the most were the ones who were very down to earth, you know, like talk to you like a human being didn't, didn't like have a barrier between you and them and, you know, talked about their life and, and, um, and I liked the positive reinforcement I would get from a lot of my high school teachers. So I really wanted to incorporate that into my profession as well. And I feel that high school kids, a lot of them really need that, right? They need that, that they don't feel like they're, they're failing themselves or failing anybody else. And that, that you're there with them, that you're going to help them every step of the way. And, and that's what I, I love about my job. But Sherston can att attest to that because, you know, he was in my class. So. Yeah. Sherson, yeah. a scale one to 10. How good of a teacher was she? <laughs> she was, I'm not even exaggerating. She was amazing. Like, and it, and it wasn't even the teaching aspect of it. And no. I, that's exactly what I was going to touch on because yeah. um, for me, kind of like the reason I enjoyed that class so much was because that was probably like the first time I was able to look at a teacher and be like, okay, you're a person like, and I've said this to you as well. And I don't mean that yeah. with any disrespect, but like no. you go from like middle school, elementary school, it's kind of like teachers kind of baby you and they, that's yep. the kind of relationship you're used to. So I was like, when you, when you're able to have that, that connection or that deeper connection and it's like, Oh wow. Like I can talk to you about like, my life. I can talk to you about some of the things that I want or like the things that I want to do. And, and yeah. you know, you can help me along this. I was like, this is so weird. I never had that relationship with a teacher. So yeah, I know it was great. Like that was the first time I had that. That's awesome. And I'm, I'm, and I love hearing that from my former students because I, you know, me, I was all about like, you know, expressing yourself and being creative because if school, if you're not being creative in school, you're being held back. Like if you don't get the opportunity to be like, have something fun, you know, like, oh my God, how can you make an ice, ISU presentation fun? You wrap it out with your friend, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't, uh, I, I didn't give all these these details to Asher. We had to do a rap presentation, and that's was, so dope. <laughs> yeah. I I look back on it and I was like, I I that was hilarious. I look like an idiot, but it was fun. It was fun. But it, but it stands out, right? Those exactly. are the things that that I remember, and those are the things that you probably remember too, right? Because those I, I was always about creativity. I had kids who would like you know, bring a guitar and play the guitar while they're doing their presentations. Or I had students who like, well, I have one class one year, the students came in with all this like material they had found in like their parents' attic. And they made my whole classroom look like, um, like a tent, right? And they had all these big pillows and blankets and they did their whole presentation like that. I'm like, that's something you're never going to forget. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Because you, because you know, honestly, the some of the stuff that you learn in school isn't the most riveting, but if you make something creative out of it, then it's not so bad. So. Right. Yeah. How does it? How do you feel? I guess you've obviously been teaching for a while. How does it mm -hmm. feel to kind of go through the same material over and over and over again every year? 
I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, it's great for the first little bit because you don't have to reinvent anything, right? And and I was very lucky to work with teachers who would pass on their uh, their stuff to you. I work in a re really good school for that. Um, but then sometimes the texts get really old. You know, right. like I read the chrysalids in grade nine and here I am teaching it. You know, that book was written in 1955. And although it's, you know, there's some relevant and it has, you know, opens up some great discussions, the kids don't relate to it, right? So there've been some serious changes in the last few years with revamping um, what sources the teachers are using. And there's a real big um, push for culturally relevant texts. So, you know, why are we having um, students um, reading literature that was created by some, you know, dead white guy? Yeah. Um, probably like colonial per period when we could be reading stories of like immigrants to the country and you know those those stories um, indigenous stories so there's been a real push to to do more of that um, in the last few years which is amazing because I'm seeing the teachers really like yes this is great and you hear the kids say I can relate to this you know and I think if you can relate to stuff then you want to learn it and I think some of the stuff is getting old. Like I love Shakespeare and I, and I love reading it, but do, do you have to do it every single year in high school? Like, what's the point? There's some really great literature out there. So um, yeah, so I, I, I loved it at first, but I also kind of like, as you become more confident as a teacher, you love kind of reinventing things, like coming up with some new different types of tasks. And but for the first little bit, it was really nice to have stuff that I could just keep doing year after year until I felt confident as a teacher. Right. To yeah. that point, like I'm, I'm probably one of the few, I don't know, I got made fun of this for, for this one, even when I was in high school, but like, I loved Shakespeare. I know um, you did. You loved, uh, you loved Gatsby too, didn't you? Yeah, that was such a great yeah. story. Yeah. I just love the story behind it. But mm -hmm. Shakespeare in general, I was just like, it's just a different kind of literature that we just don't have anymore, right? Right, so, right nerd <laughs> dude i enjoyed it so much uh, and... i did too i did too i'm just yeah. playing brother <laughs> but, i'll but... take it man i still have all the books like i have like the it was hilarious you'd have like the the shakespeare text and then the here's the urban dictionary translation beside it right like yeah i love sure. that yeah yeah i loved it too it was it, but again i mean when i was in high school you had five years, right? Like you had OAC year and then at right. Turner, a turn, yeah, so we had five years of, of English and then Shakespeare, every, every English. And then I also took, um, they also offered a, an OAC um, literature course. And again, another Shakespeare. So that was six Shakespeare texts, right? Like, right. Is, it, is it necessary to have that many? I, I, don't, I don't necessarily know, but I don't think so. But I agree with you. And, and some kids do, some kids love Shakespeare. The majority don't yeah. so yeah you're a bit of an anomaly there <laughs> i, I mean, didn't even yeah i mean to your point it makes it's i guess it makes sense like one or twice like once or twice makes sense but like all all years it's kind of like i'm never using this vocabulary unless you're specifically going into the literature so it's like absolutely apply. absolutely and then you can take all these shakespeare like full year shakespeare courses right if you're really into that yeah um and some people are, and it's fantastic because it's still relevant, but I don't think every year, like we need to introduce some new relevant current stuff. For like, sure. Yeah. So one of the things like, sorry, Asher, go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 go ahead. I'll, I'll ask my question after. 
Um, so I, I kind of wanted to ask you about kind of um, w- within your experience as well. So you've been teaching for 18 years, you said, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This will be my 19th year. That is amazing. Congratulations. I know. Crazy. It's flown by. Yeah. So and I feel like you've had a chance to kind of see almost everything, right? Like that evolution where you went from, you had five years of high school to, yep. and then now to four. And then now obviously with like the pandemic and everything, like we've switched to online Ooh. learning. So like you see yes. kind of every change throughout it. Mm-hmm. Um, how's like, can you give us some insight on how that's been? Like just to kind of see the evolution of it. Like, are you not, not you know, you don't have to express yeah, yeah. opinions, but like just, just, just kind of your experience with it. Yeah, I am. Um... It was it was a little heartbreaking when the government decided not to, um, you know, fund the OAC year anymore. And I still feel like students are at a bit of a disadvantage because of that. Uh, I would not have been ready to graduate from high school after grade 12. It was my OAC year where I, I felt like I matured a lot. And those courses really prepped me for university. So keeping that aside. Uh, when they condensed it to four years, obviously they had to, you know, make five years worth of curriculum fit into four years. And I don't really know what happened. I feel like it became a little too much for some students. And I don't really know the statistics. Um, but I feel like some students might have, they might have graduated a little too early, whereas an extra year probably would have been very beneficial to them. Um, I mean, there are there are students who absolutely no problem. Grade twelve, they were ready for university, right? But I'm seeing less. Uh, I saw less uh, or fewer of them that were ready to go. Um, so that aside, it, it, it uh, so so we've gone from you know five years to four years. Um, I never really taught grade twelve until uh, I think you might have been my second or third grade twelve class. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, yeah, there was a bit of a, not necessarily a hierarchy, but I think, and I had a fantastic department head when I started and he would like kind of ease you in with, you know, the grade nines and some of the vocational kids and some of the applied kids. And then as you got, you know, more comfortable, he started to notice that he'd be like, oh, do you want to teach a grade 11 and 12? And then, um, so I got to, I got to see a little bit, you know, of how different students are from the grades nine to 12. Um, I mean, there's so many changes I've seen, you know, we could talk about the IB students, right? Um, but going to this, um, going to the pandemic has, yeah, it's, it's really caused um, some serious changes. So all three of my kids, my kids currently are in school. Um, I don't, it's, there's no judgment. Parents can make whatever decision they want. Um, right. My three um, being home um for those you know what whatever what mid uh, to end of june uh they suffered pretty like they their mental health was really bad like i saw i saw you know i saw sides of my own kids that i had never seen before and it just it just proved to me and tom that uh they need to be in school they need to have some interaction that's not you know within the walls of the house right and for my kids it's been amazing they're super excited to be back um, but it's really sad at the high school right now because, um, because we're in a hot spot, obviously, uh, there are cohorts. So they've, they've divvied up the school into two. There's two cohorts and cohort A and a cohort B, right? Right. So you only have half of the kids in each day. Um, and you know, first thing in the morning, they're lined up outside. Like you, you got, you have to picture like both buildings right now. Right. 
like the main entrance to the north building has a you know st strips with black tape and the, those kids have to go in a certain direction to get to their class there's strips with red and on the other side there's strips with that's so blue. weird it's so weird and they have to they come into the door and there's always an administrator there that says did you pass the the self-assessment and they have to walk in with their masks and they have to stay six feet apart and they walk to class and classes start at 8 15 and then at quarter to 12 oh, sorry quarter to 11 they're dismissed it's like a ghost town wow. no kids lingering there's no um extracurriculars unless it could be done virtual there's no sports um the kids aren't allowed in the library the cafeteria or the theater they have to stay in the room there's there's so much you know, and, and granted, I feel extremely safe and I know the kids feel really safe, but oh, like I'm hearing teachers who are just like, I can't do this anymore. And the anxiety and stress level of these kids, like it's, it's, a, it's complete shift yeah. this year. Yeah. And the teachers are scrambling and like, they're doing their best and the teachers are doing an amazing job. But can you imagine that? Like you're in school from 8.15 to 11, you go home, you have lunch, and then you have to do independent work. And then you have to get online at 1.30 to 2.45 to have a class. Yeah. It's just Every like, day. The, the rigidity of it just makes it seem like a scene out of Hunger Games or something. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. It, it, it's weird not hearing the kids in the hallway. It's, it's, you know, it's weird not hearing the kids running down the halls and screaming and yelling, which, you know, um, drives us insane. Sometimes it's like a ghost town. It is, it's super crazy. Um, if, if ideally I would have wished the government had said, let's, you know, push things a year and then, you know, we'll have a grade 13 and then let's just keep this year to catch up and focus on mental health and, you know, maybe some basic skills, but not make it super, you know, strenuous for these kids. For sure. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, ter I heard I heard rumor that you know the schools are going to like more and more kids every day are going online, and Turner is going to be down to like less than less than a thousand kids. Wow. Yeah, that's a big drop. Yeah. Yeah. Asher, I know it's like uh, it, obviously it's not ex entirely the same situation, but you you are in a, um, teaching kind of an extracurricular for your students. How does this kind of compare to your situation there? Yeah, so I know the public school system, they've been doing that here for months now where they have yes. like this one grade, they come in and then they are taught for the whole week, actually. Oh, yeah. So that's how they're doing it here. So let's just say, for example, I used to teach at a middle school. So I know at the middle school they have, let's just say like grade sevens come in for the whole week mm -hmm. um, and next week would be grade eight for the whole week. And then oh, wow. the following week would be like whatever, grade nine or whatever. Um and that's kind of how they're doing it. And that's the same same idea, obviously trying to make sure that not too many people are coming to the school at a certain period of time. Yeah. And then with regards to online teaching versus teaching like in person, they the students hate teaching on like being taught online. Yeah. It, it's terrible, even for the teacher. Like it's just, it's like, you know, it's it's boring, it's less interactive, like there's no energy and you're trying your best, but then again they're all like, uh, you they don't want to be there, you don't want to be teaching online, and it's just it's just a miserable thing, right? It is, it is. Um, and yeah, at the end of the day, like the education does have to continue, but like you said, maybe they're just a way of just saying, you know what, maybe let's just take this year off to focus on some other things and then you know, postpone yeah. your graduation a year and then just continue once the whole COVID thing is done. But yeah, it's going back to the whole mental health thing. I can only imagine what it's like for students because I remember when I was going through the whole pandemic, um, when it first started like in April, May, June and we're all locked down. 
it was tough for me as an adult. I know mm-hmm. we're only 27, but I can only imagine what it's like for these students, you know, in high school when you're making your friends, you're kind of starting to discover yourself, figure yourself yeah. out and all that stuff. You're going through all those changes. Then all of a sudden you're just stuck at home for months and you're not allowed to go see your friends or do anything. So yes. I can take a huge toll, obviously, on, on a kid compared to an adult who can kind of, you know, control themselves a little better, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it, it, and I mean, I, I, and Sherison knows that I, I have uh, mental health issues. I have pretty bad anxiety, and, and it was hard for me too. And I, I felt, I always felt, I would just have this moments of like impending like negative energy, and, and I'm thinking I can express that. I can say like I'm feeling like a panic attack coming on. I'm feeling anxious, but kids can't. Yeah. You know, like, and and I, I saw it in my middle child when he this this past summer was ha- saying he was um, having bad thoughts about. Um, his mom and dad disappearing and him being alone and I'm like oh I've never he's that's never awful. said anything that's yeah right and he's mm. never said anything like that um, and that was one of the reasons I'm like he needs to go back to school and so you're mm. right there absolutely nothing can replace that face-to-face with a teacher right you can't when the teacher pulls up a chair beside you and sits down beside you and goes over stuff it's not the same over over a computer Right. Mm-hmm. It's really not. And, and, and in, in Ontario now, a lot of the boards, I know Peel is, I think, hopefully they change their minds, but they're going to have it. So it's three cohorts. So you're teaching two face to face and the online kids at the same time. What? So, yeah. So can you imagine like a teacher is like in front of a classroom, but then has to run back to the computer in case kids have questions. And my and whole thing is like, this is one teacher running everything. Yeah. Can you imagine imagine that though? Like, I think the kids that are online are really going to suffer. There's no equity in that at all. Like if you think about a class that has a lab, you have kids sitting, you know, standing in a science class, maybe doing a lab. What are the kids online going to do? Watch a video of a lab being done? It's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. And I know this is not even anywhere similar, but even just working on a podcast, like, like ha- to having you on as a guest, sometimes like I, I get nervous and like I get shifty because I'm like, I- I'm trying to time with, with Asher when we're talking and like I want the transitions to be so-, so it's like to handle a classroom of students and then go handle a whole classroom online. Like I don't even know how that like, oh, the, the teacher is going to be like like a chicken without a head. Yeah. Yeah. It, it going on it, with it going on at the same time, you know, so you have your 815 class. It's going to be the online kids and the face to face kids at the same time. Right. How's that going to work? I know one of the teachers in the, in um, the business department tried it a couple of weeks ago. He's like, I did this experiment. I had my online kids, my other cohort, I should say, log in at the same time that my face-to-face was so I could do a, a classroom all together. He's like, it was a disaster. Yeah. He's like, I kept forgetting about the kids who are online. So I'd have to run back to the computer. He's like, and they just, they weren't, they just were not into it at all. I'm like, yeah, that's how it's going to be. Right. Yeah. Think about those kids that need, you know, the push you know, to see their teachers in the hall and feel guilty for not handing in stuff. They don't, you know, it's not the same online. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm not experiencing that. Like I, cause I don't have classes, but I'm seeing what my colleagues are saying and they're just, oh man, they're done. Yeah. They're done. They're, they're just burnt out and yeah, it's horrible. 
That's the thing with uh, with COVID. I feel like COVID's done a lot in terms of kind of reevaluating how we do everything. You yeah. know, whether it's school, whether it's what people going to work, commuting and stuff, whether it's whatever. Mention anything, right? Shopping, yeah. online shopping, whatever. It's yeah. just affected how we do everything. And then, like, once this whole thing is done, there's going to be not a revolution, but there's going to be a lot of changes that are going to take place. Because just to say, yeah, Corona's gone, we can go back to normal life. I think people are going to be, whoa, 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 hold on. Let's you yeah. know take a look at this again and see how we were doing things before because something isn't right here let's let's try and make some changes to make everybody happy right so um yeah that's the one i guess positive we can take from from corona (laughs) yeah no i agree i agree with you yeah 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 it's like that one silver lining because yeah there's so many mistakes that we just kind of band-aid over and it's like the band-aids are coming undone now right like it's about it's about time you address those things yeah um so and obviously like when we kind of get into that it can get political and people kind of just, you know, take it personally. And it, it, I don't think it should come to that. Like, you should just be able, you should be able to have reasonable conversation, um, regardless of your political affiliation. But on that note, like one of the things that I was happy to get you on for this episode was because you had kind of have, you have both perspective, right? Like you're home with kids or like you're home, you have your kids at home um, that you're, you're trying to teach them how to deal with the situation. And then you have your students that you're trying to deal with and trying to figure out the situation. So like you're learning and teaching at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like with your experience and anything like that, um, are you able to give like any advice, uh, whether that's to parents or teachers or students kind of all encompassing, um, uh, kind of what best practices have worked for you in terms of staying engaged, um, and kind of keeping everyone as, as, you know, in good spirits as possible, anything, anything you can offer there? Oh my gosh. Um, well, again, it's, it's, it's hard for me to actually comment on that because I don't actually have any students. Um, because I'm not, I'm not, I don't have classes assigned to me. Um, right. But, um, but I am still running the, um, the school's DECA team and it's all virtual, right? Like yeah. the, the, we, we had to pick our, uh, we, I mean, we even had to pick our president uh, and our executive all virtually in the spring, which is very unusual. Um, and they had to, you know, meet up in the summer virtually and they have to basically run a team of 124 don't sorry today it was another added 125 kids all virtually so it was it was strange because i have to have access to all their meetings right right? and usually i would just you know um they used to have them in the the theater and i would just jump on stage and be like oh i just have something else to say but i don't feel like i can do that in the middle of like a zoom call or a google meets actually because they can't use zoom um (laughs) but for parents i think um that's a, I'll say from, from, from experience with my own three kids in the spring, um, I think you just have to remember that the teachers are putting forth their best effort and you have to be understanding about that. And you also have to realize that there are some teachers who are far more tech savvy than others, but we were kind of thrown in the deep end and you have to learn this and learn how to use this and, and try teaching this way. And teachers are really doing their best. And I was so impressed with my own kids teachers because they became so innovative right and um i think you also have to like understand you have to like lower your kids expectations as well because i thought that my kids you know maybe could have been up here but they were struggling with mental illness issues as well so you know um you just have to kind of lower what you think that they could do the expectation so like my son for his math he felt like overwhelmed and i'm like okay so maybe we just do you know less uh today um and then you know because the teachers understand 
they right. totally got it. And, and you don't have to feel bad about your child not finishing everything. Um, the teachers know. They know that, that the kids are struggling with mental health issues themselves and they want to go outside and play and they don't want to sit in front of a computer. But honestly, the, the best advice is just, yeah, just, I don't know, just, you know, give them some, some sympathy, uh, the teachers. And, and honestly, send them a quick email and tell them, you know, that, that they're doing a great job. I do it for my kids' teachers all the time. Yeah. You're know, doing a great job. I know this isn't easy. Let me know if I can do anything to help. It's also really nice to have that as well. But going back to DECA, because that's my only example of students that I have to deal with, I don't know these kids. I don't know what they look like. I'm, you know, registering 125 kids and there might be a handful of faces I recognize, but usually I, I have a better idea because I've seen them in the halls. I've seen them in the theater. I've seen them at their interviews. I have no idea who these kids are. So it's really weird to me because I feel really connected on one end because it's one of the few things that these kids could do this year because it can be done virtually and disconnected on the other because I have no idea who they are. And it makes me, and it makes me sad because it's one of the few, because you know, because you and I are friends now, I like having connections with, with students even after they graduate. And because I don't have classes anymore, the extracurriculars are, are my students, right? Because right. I get to connect with them. I feel like I'm not connecting with anybody this year. It's weird. It's so weird. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I can only imagine, so I have a question after this, but I can only imagine what it's like for um, the parents that have special needs, kids mm -hmm. with special needs and stuff. Um, yes. and they need very specific, you know, type of help or support for their children. I remember yeah. the high school that I went to was Robert Bateman in, in Burlington. Yeah. We had like a specific um, department, I guess, in the school that, you know, catered to special needs children. Yeah. Yeah. And I can, I, I have no idea what's happening with that because I don't think you can do online with them or, you know, maybe you can, I'm not sure, but I feel like they really, really need specific things. And I don't know what, what's happening there so i'm sure that's that's you know i can actually i can actually answer that because yeah. we have we have uh turner's a very special place and sherston i don't know if you'll necessarily agree but we have we have the ib program we have extended french we also have a locational program so we do have vocational one and two students um and these are you know lower level students and what they did is uh, instead is they have the, our vocational one students um they're there all day so they are with a teacher all day except for lunch. Wow. So thank yeah. So which is good because these kids really need that interaction. And honestly, their parents need them to be in school, right? They don't. They can't go in front of a computer. Mm. But I did. I did hear horror stories in the spring of you know because everybody was online, trying to get you know kids who they, they spend a lot of tech you know dealing with a lot of tech issues because a lot of these kids aren't tech savvy and mm. but now they're in school all day, which is which has been really good. Mm. It's been great. Yeah. So you, but you had a question, sorry. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's a great answer. I was going to just ask in terms of, you know, education in general, a lot of people, you know, have this thing that like, Hey, maybe not, not universities for everyone, you know, maybe yeah. we need to consider some, some ways in which students, cause you know, I feel like with technology, and all the other opportunities outside of school, there's so much, or even if it's trades or whatever, yeah. there's so much out there that I guess isn't really preached at school. Because obviously, yes. if you're a teacher, you're in you know, high school, you're told to prepare all your students for college or university. But mm -hmm. how do you feel 
um, knowing that there's all these opportunities out there, like, cause you mentioned you want your kids to be creative. Do you sometimes, you know, mention to them like, Hey, like maybe it's okay if you're not doing that well in school, there's lots of stuff out there for you. Or are you kind of like, Hey, university is the way to go. And like, that's what you're kind of taught to do. Oh, that's a good question. Um, my, um, uh, I tell my kids that I just want them to be successful at whatever they decide to be. They, they do. I want them to be happy with what they do too. There's nothing worse than, you know, having a career that you hate, right? God, that's a long life if, if you have that. Um, I, I mean, my mom, my mom didn't go to university. So she was all about her three daughters. She didn't care where you went, what you studied, you were going to university. That was, that was non-negotiable in, in my house. And, um, and you know, fine, I went and I'm glad I went. Um, do I think it's necessarily the way to go anymore? Nope, I don't. I think it for some, obviously for doctors, absolutely should probably go to university, but there are so many professions out there that you don't need a university degree for to be successful. And um, college is very hands-on. Colleges are often tied into university, so you can still end up with a university degree. Um, and But I think the, the trades, the trades are so important. And I think a lot of parents uh, see the trades as being, you know, lesser than. Um, and I don't know if that's a cultural thing. I think in some regards, because I've taught at Turner, I feel like in some cases, it's very much a cultural thing. Um, but I've told my kids, I just, I just want them to be happy. You know, I just, you, you, you still have to go to school. You, you have to try your best. You don't necessarily have to be an academic student and um, getting a trade is, is, is fine. Right. I just don't want you to, to drop out of school. Right. Because, because you, now you have fewer options. Right. So that, that's how I see it. So I, I tell, I mean, most of my students end up going to university anyway, because even the last couple of years I was teaching a lot of IB kids um, and a lot of them have to go to university because they have no, their parents basically have told them that's what we're going to do. But I am a big fan of colleges and trades. I don't think university is for everybody. Yeah. And, and there's too many, there's too many kids graduating university in, in, you know, have, they have a university degree and, you know, whatever, and there's no jobs out there for that. So then they end up going back to college, you know, to get, um, qualifications for a job. So yeah, it's, I just want them, I just want my kids to be successful. Neither, I mean, my high school kids and my own kids just want them to be successful, be happy. Yeah. I, I know, I know a lot of people suffered, um, students and teachers are like when we, everything went virtual, but yeah, that as, as weird as it may sound, that was one of those for the university specifically, that was one of those things I was so happy about. Cause I was like, the system is broken. Like it's, the, it's so expensive. It's unnecessarily expensive because oh, yeah. kind of their red tape. And then on top of that, like Asher, I'm sure like we've talked about this so many times. It's like, we, I myself learned so much not being in class. You know what I mean? So, so I'm, I was at a point where I'm just like, we're, we're just kind of forced to go through this. And yep. like now I'm at a point where I'm like, I don't even know if what I studied for is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Right. So right, right, right. Like, why is that a thing? Right. And so I felt like we needed to have that kind of reckoning in that, in that I, I don't want to say industry, but it, it kind of is like university is, is definitely just business at, yes. at some level. It is 100%. Yeah. It's a, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I tell, I tell my students that all the time. It's a business. It's a business. Right. And it's sad, but uh, yeah, I mean, um, 
so you so you're actually starting to feel like you're not sure if that's what you were doing is what you want to do do you feel like now that you are working that you're that you're learning uh either more or what you don't yeah okay so you you, you you're learning more or let me let me let me let me let me let me say this let me say this for you there's a reason why this podcast exists not sure <laughs> okay. <answer> question <laughs> there's a reason why this podcast exists and there's a reason why asher is in korea like we're, <laughs> we're both kind of like hey it's it's nice that we did this, but like, yeah, there's more, like there's more to life, yeah, you know? There is. I love that. I love that. And, but you've always kind of been like that, Sherison. So I feel like you're, you, you, you get into something and you're like, okay with it for a while. And then you're like, okay, I think there's something else out there for me. And that's so good because you're yeah. not like, you're not, you know, staying in one spot, you know, for the rest of your life. Right. Like you're, you're actually like, okay, there's probably more to this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'll let I'll let answer or sorry I'll let Asher answer to his point there. But from from my perspective, it was like I I just the the things that we focus on, like going through the school system and and the thing that they force you to focus on, it's kind of like okay, it's great. I need to have this knowledge base. But then like when you're out in the world and and you're in the corporate world or whatever, it's kind of just like I don't care about these things on like a like a human like a humane level like i just i can't resonate with these things like it's just i feel like a robot just doing shit yeah but like we're told to overlook so many like we're told to overlook our personal lives and told to compartmentalize so many parts of our life because it's like work is just work and i'm just like it shouldn't be like this like that i don't want to live like this right and i I don't want to sound like i'm a caveman or whatever but i was like if you if you just think back to the like the evolution of that it's like yeah we have so many so many better things and so much more advancement in technology and things like that but it's like from a from a like a like a an emotional capacity level it's like we're no longer connected to one another we're just connected to things and right achieving certain things right and i just i don't like that so especially being in finance it's like yeah numbers don't lie and it's very direct but it's like you just become this thing and it's like, you're just spitting out the same reports and spitting out the same processes. Yeah. And it's just like, what am I doing? Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, you're, you're yeah. absolutely right. I, I'm 100% with what he said. I had an accounting job for a few years and um, it got to a point where it's just like, every day I would wake up, I'm like, I have to do it again. Like I just, you know, it yeah. always goes through my head and stuff. And it's like um, this whole career thing just, came at a convenient time because i just happened to be following someone on instagram that happened to do the same thing and i was like korea and i see you like you know someone teaching these koreans and i was like hey like what what, what are you doing there like and stuff and then i got curious and asked questions and then now i'm here and um like sherison says like it's tough for me to think like oh like you gotta, gotta go back to that counting life like keep telling myself like no like i'm not doing that anymore um but that's not to say that it's not for everyone it's like there's some people that enjoy that they oh, for sure and like everything but you know it's not the answer for everybody and like i said earlier there are so many many so many opportunities out there and i am actually a fan of people putting themselves out there while they're still young i'm not saying if you're older you can't Mm -hmm. but if you're living with your parents if you don't have a lot of debt if you don't you know if you're in a position where like you kind of have some freedom then now that's the time to try and take some risks in your life right because you know for sure yeah, like people, you know, older will tell you that like, hey, man, I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I don't have the, you know, whatever it is to to put myself out there to try new things and stuff. So now that Sherston and I are kind of at this age where we can afford to do some of these things, we're thinking that it's, it's good because we later down the line, we don't want to, I guess, regret it. So 
I'm so glad to hear that because that's that's so important. And because you are young, you don't want to be that person who's constantly putting it off. Oh, you know, down the road, down the road. Oh, I don't. I need to save up more money. Okay, and then what happens, right? Like, you. Right. And I didn't do that, and I do regret it. I went straight from university to teachers' college, straight to my job, right? And then I I still lived at home um, because I wanted to save money. And then I met my husband, got married, three kids, and I, you know, there was probably a lot of things I would have liked to have done. I'm not saying I regret my life in any way, but there are lots of things I'm like, oh, I wish I had done that, or I wish we had done that. So the fact that you guys are doing that is is awesome, right? Yeah. And I think I think more more people need to do that, and I think more kids need to do that because they're going to end up the same way, you know, school to school to career to, to probably families, and then they're going to miss out on that. But you guys are, you know, yeah, still super young, right? And might as well do it now. Absolutely, you don't want to have any regrets. Yeah. It's so weird. It's like they make you, and I say they very loosely, I don't know who they is, but they make you feel like every step of that is like, okay, like, this is great. This is great. But like, when you, when you take a step back, like the first time I quit my, like, there was one point where I just quit my job and I was like, I I can't do this. And I just need to, I'll go home and be unemployed and be miserable. Right. (laughs) I was like, I'll do that for a little bit because it just, it was too much. And I was like, wow, like I'm literally just running to my death. Like that's what I was doing, right? And it's like, all right, like this next promotion, this next thing, this next thing. And it's like, you look yeah. up and you're like, what, retired in 70? And it's like, all right, what do I do now? So I was like, I just, yeah, I just did not want that. No, and and I mean, and I, um, my, that's what my dad did. He, you know, he went to university and then, you know, finished and met my mom and had kids and then ended up in a, like a, a job that he freaking hated. And then what? And then what happens when you hate your job? You take it out on people, right? So he, he I said, oh, I tell people that I used to base my um, how how our evening was going to go when my dad came home to how loud the the car door slammed in the driveway. Yeah. Seriously, you know. So it was a real loud slam. Us three girls ran to our rooms because we knew that he was in a foul mood. Yeah. Like, oh my! Look who's calling me. Can you see? I can't see. say dad. No, it says Charmaine. It's Charmaine. I'll have to call her back. Char- Char- Charmaine. Charmaine was my uh, grade 11 yeah. biology teacher who also uh, ah. keep in touch with. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've had, we've had breakfasts <laughs> and lunches together with uh, Sheriff Smith. He, did he tell you that story about how we would pay for his breakfast? And then he's like, oh. I'm going to pay you back. And then he took us for breakfast one day and paid for the whole thing. Oh nice. wow, that's awesome! We're like, he's like, he's not, he's not a kid anymore. He's a man now. He's like, got a job. <laughs> he's got money. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I'm at like a, a like a family reunion right now. This podcast is all just about <laughs> all the shit I've done. <laughs> no, there's nothing else. Uh-huh. You haven't done anything bad. I took to, to share this and tell you I took him to a birthday party one time too. No, you. Didn't. <laughs> that was definitely the weirdest uh, experience I've had. It was fun. It was great um but yeah i did not know but i did but uh, no but i did warn you right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i said it's gonna be a little weird yeah sherison came he was my yeah it it was in in retrospect uh there was a lot of people giving us like who who's this why do you have a young man with you (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, i was like are you sure you want to come with you (laughs) like (laughs) right but, um, I, but I honestly think that's awesome because like for me it's like um I didn't have like a relationship with a te- I did have one teacher my grade 12 math teacher that you know 
I had a close relationship with and I ended up seeing her at um, one of the places where I used to work. I used to work at Mark's, a clothing store. And I bumped into her when I was there one time when I was working. Yeah, it was cool to catch up and add it on Facebook and stuff. But I never got as close as you guys are. And that's awesome. And I hope in the future, I know it's a little bit harder with me on this side because of my students, you know, the English is their second language. So if I could have a relationship like this as long as I'm not, that would be totally cool. It is cool. It's very cool. Yeah. It, it yeah. keeps you it keeps you in the know, right? Because there's stuff that honestly, you know, uh, as I get older, I know less and less about you know what's I don't want to say cool, but like what's trending, you know, mm. um and what the new slang is and um <laughs> you know, and I'm still listening to like I'm listening to radio stations that, you know, I used to hate that my parents listened to when I was growing up. Like I'm getting older. So having um being in contact with students keeps you really keeps you in the know what's 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 happening, right? And the fact that like for instance, you guys, you know, with this podcast, podcast podcasts are, you know, pretty cool right now. And it's awesome that I have um two former students who do them. Um and it's again it just keeps me like up to date with what's going on like what's what's trendy i know that's such a bad word to use but you know what i mean like like what's what's happening in the world outside of my you know married mom bubble right did your your students uh did your students put you onto wap is that what you're getting to oh my god (laughs) wap So, that's so like I, the biggest like sticking point right now for like bridging the generational gap like oh, everyone's like what are these kids listening to and we're like listen yeah. to the song it's great like yeah, yeah. It, tiktok <laughs> yeah yeah oh my god tiktok i i, I don't know how many times i've like um, added the app and then got so confused and deleted it and i'm like no i you know i, I need to like try to like figure this thing out uh, yeah, WAP's kind of funny because my um, my husband and I both we both Google it. And we're like, oh, okay, so that's what it that's what it stands for. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. But did you see that? Did you see that Saturday Night Live episode when um, uh, what's her name, Maya Rudolph, played Kamala Harris? Uh, I saw clips. Oh, of I, I have seen. The whole thing. I have seen. Did you see what she said? We need a WAP in in the White House. Uh, white. <laughs> don't know up. Um, oh, now I'm gonna say it wrong. What did she say? I'll have to look it up. A uh, white up. ass president? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because she wanted like a woman. Um, oh, like she's describing herself, woman with something. And then everybody yeah. was like clapping, right? I, I do yeah. remember that clip. I forget what, what she referred to though. I'm, I have to look it up because now I feel like, <laughs> I feel like it over. She, uh, I have been watching. Go. Go ahead. You've been watching. Yeah, I was just gonna say I've been watching those Saturday Night Live clips, and they're so funny. Jim Carrey is playing Joe Biden. (gasps) Yeah, I know that's the one. That's the one. When she came out and and she said "woman as president," that's what she said. Yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. (laughs) And I'm like, I like that. I like that version of Watt better. Yeah. (laughs) And I have and and Sherison knows, and I've said this to my students. I have no problem. Like nothing phases me, right? Like you can't Mm. you can't phase me. So the, the lyrics of that, whatever. I just mm. don't understand why, but I guess because I'm old, but I just don't, why? Why does <laughs> why? it have to be those? Why does it have to be that? But anyway. Yeah. I, I, those, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I don't know if you know who Ben Shapiro is. Um, do, do you know Ben <sighs> Shapiro? He kind of, he talks very, very fast. He has like the, the I Jew hat. I forget what you call the hats, but anyways, <laughs> he, uh, he was talking about that song, right? And then he <laughs> was I joking. Think I, yeah, saying, I know who he is. 
yeah. yeah. He was talking about that song. He talked really fast. Like, he always talks like this, right? right? And then he's kind of like, awesome. yeah, so I heard this new WAP song that all the kids are talking about. He's like, I feel like they have a, a problem. They need to see a gynecologist. If you're, like, <laughs> if you're, if you're talking about the stuff that they're talking about in that song, that there's oh, a waterfall, shit. a river and stuff. I was like, they need to see a gynecologist. So that's hilarious. He was doing his little It was really, really funny. funny. <laughs> Ben's hilarious. You know, I, I, I going back to that, and again, I'm old, so I obviously have a different um, idea of that. Again, it doesn't phase me. Write, write whatever mm. you want. Say whatever you mm. want. But in this time when we're trying to, like, empower women, why do we have, like, women musicians who feel like they need to be so, like, raunchy? I mean why i don't the, get it the reason why is because they say that like it's not women well women have been told like no they have to <sighs> play within this box and stuff right that's and true so with them saying whatever they want or talking about these expletive things on their songs yeah. they're kind of being like whoa did you listen to what that woman said it's like oh i don't care i can say because i'm a strong independent woman or whatever You're so right. it kind of feeds into that like idea that like hey we can be strong women and say whatever we want. So I guess, that's, yeah. yeah that's I, and, I, and I see that, I see that side of it. I totally do, but I'm still like, Ugh. <laughs> it, yeah. yeah. I feel like there's other ways you could be empowering, but that's, that's okay. That's it's okay. A, yeah. It's a very fine line of like for a balancing act. Cause, cause I understand, I understand the position. It's kind of just like, mm-hmm women should be like this and it's like where did that come from it's from guys who are probably distracted by women so they made those rules so it's like i get sure. it but at this yeah it, it's but at the same time it's like how do you kind of approach a song as a parent like i if i had kids i would not know how to do this like so i'm i'm i don't know how like i'm i'm, I'm on both sides i understand both yeah. oh yeah um but yeah it, it is what it is but hey i'm, I'm glad you're uh, you're staying up to up to speed with all the, the latest music <laughs> i'm trying <laughs> I'm trying. I, there's a lot of stuff I hear in the hallways when the kids are blasting their, you know, little speakers. And I'm like, what the, what are you listening to? Yeah. And I'm so like, that, oh, okay. I catch myself. I'm so old. Yeah. One, like, um, I, I, I don't have any questions here. We, uh, we can kind of, uh, we can kind of close it off here. But what I wanted to leave off on was, uh, I, I don't know who kind of won the most with, with, with this topic here, uh, given uh, the pandemic and everything, because, um, I would have loved to see what kind of presentations you would have got, you know, for all the English projects and stuff with this song out at this time. Uh, Asher, for context, one of like the legendary stories from uh, from Celine's history is one of our friends. uh, Yeah, one of our friend's brothers was a friend of ours. He presented he did his like final English presentation where he had to present a thesis for an essay. And he did it to the theme of uh, the dick in the box song. Yeah, <laughs> and at the end, like he opened the box, and it was like his thesis in the box. It was like it was so uh, crazy. So yeah. Like imagine yeah. all the things people would have done with WAP. I probably would have got so many people, yeah. trouble, but I like we missed that. We missed that. Yeah, Sajel. Yeah, I taught Sajel in grade eleven and grade twelve, and he's a he's a dentist now. Like, oh, well, yeah. obviously Sonia is too. Right. Good old Santa. Um, <laughs> she's gonna kill me for saying that um yeah that, that the funniest part of that though was yeah he was in a grade 11 class that was his grade 11 year and no yes it was a grade 11 year but he was taking grade 12 so I already knew about him and knew what he was capable of and I was so excited to have him in my class and he got up and started yeah he started playing that song 
no, first of all, he grabbed a girl from the class and sat her in front of him. And he's like dancing around provocatively with his like box wrapped around him and that song playing in the back. And I'm dying. Like the whole class is just dying. Yeah. And then when it got to the part where it says dick in a box, he like whips out this like thesis. <laughs> the best. Like I gave, him, cool. I gave him a hundred percent. I'm like, he just took what is what I considered to be one of the most boring presentations, but I had no say because there were two other teachers doing it. Right. And made it and made it so creative. I'm like, I don't even care what you said. Hundred percent, hundred percent. The it courage was, and confidence to do that is crazy. Right? Yeah. So yeah. So creativity all the way, and, and how best to remember something than to do I know. it. Right? That's literally the only thing I think of when I think of him. So uh, yeah, shout out to Sajel. But, but the same thing happened to you with your rap because that was again the most stupid assignment. Like I couldn't wrap my heads around it. You guys couldn't wrap your heads around it. Someone else had created it and I had to do it. And I was like, just do it creatively. And yeah. you guys all did. So creativity always top, top marks right there. To be fair, I feel like if any of us did that now, like Sage will probably get sexual harassment and I'll probably get cultural appropriation. <laughs> yeah. Like it's you a know, different time, but you know, it's we a made, different world. Yeah, well, we, we, we did what we could. It's true. I know. I know there's a lot of issues, but say, and, and you and I have talked about this. Yeah. So there's a lot of like, issues going on right now and it would have been it would have been considered someone would have called, told their parents and they would have called the school and i would have been in trouble for sure yeah yeah <laughs> and then maybe you could have been uh, teaching english with asher in uh, South Carolina. <laughs> 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 transport my no, whole family <laughs> no here honestly it's 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 worse when it comes to stuff like that like here there's so heard. like yeah yeah you have to be careful like even like you know when you google search something because like sometimes you're talking in class and then something comes up and like i have like this screen Mm -hmm. showing to the class so if i search something they can see like what i'm searching um you have to be careful doing that because like you could search something and then like the wrong search result pops up mm. and the students see something and i was warned yes. about that like don't do that because i was like okay yes i understand but at the end of the day like these do you know what these kids do man like these are like i remember what i was doing when i was 13 and yeah. stuff like trust me, they're not as innocent as you think they are yeah. you know and i'm so, like anyways if you could accidentally stumble upon it, they can for sure on purpose find it themselves. Like, Absolutely. You know exactly. I mean? And it's not deliberate. Like if I'm doing something and my intentions are good and like something wrong pops up, that's not my fault. Why yeah. should I get in trouble for something that Google did, which I didn't intend to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm yeah. like, that's, <laughs> that's also about who's going to back you up. Is someone going to back you up? If, if a parent called, are you going to get backed up by your administration? Are they going to support exactly. you? Like, this, was, this was not intentional, you know? Yeah. 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 That's the thing. They, they, I understand they would rather not have anything to deal with. So they say, Hey, just avoid problems instead of yep. possibly creating one. I get that logic, but yeah. yeah, there's just many things I can go rant on for more, but anyways, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no, next time. I'm curious to hear about how things are run there. Yeah, definitely. no, definitely. And another one we can, we can talk more about it. Yeah, we need a part great. two on this, but Celine, thank you so much for this. We appreciate oh, you. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. We'll put this up this week. We appreciate your time and uh, good luck on the rest of the school year. And oh my God, thanks. We'll keep, we'll keep in then, touch. And then maybe post COVID, you know, with Brampton's numbers come down, then maybe we can actually like have lunch or breakfast again. It's been a while. Hundred percent. I'm Perfect. always down. Amazing. Maybe uh, Asher will be visiting back too. I just don't know what the situation is going to be like, but we'll see. We'll have to see. <laughs> hey, well, that was our episode. Right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. See ya.